Genesis chapter 39, we uh, preached this past week on the subject of favor. Uh, God's favor is on your life. I believe you are blessed and highly favored. Amen. Glory to God. I believe that this is a year of favor. It is a year of favor and unlimited blessing. And so we're going to look at the life of Joseph this morning uh, regarding the favor of God upon his life and how it impacted his life. And of course, not only impacted his life, but impacted other people's lives because God's favor is not just for you to enjoy, but God's favor is so uh, good towards you and his blessing is so great upon you that you can be a blessing to somebody else. And so here in the life of Joseph, we'll pick it up in verse 1 of chapter 39 of Genesis. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. So in Joseph's experience, we understand that Joseph had a dream. He had a vision regarding his life. He shared that vision or that dream with his brethren, and they were jealous uh, regarding him and jealous of uh, his relationship with his own father. And uh, they were so uh, jealous of him that they wanted to get rid of him, and so they threw him in a pit and thought that he'd be, he'd be killed there and die there. But then uh, when they saw the Ishmaelites coming, they thought, well, we could, uh, we could sell him. And so they sold him into slavery. Well, that's pretty low. I mean, you know, your own brethren sell you into, into slavery. And so it uh, didn't seem to be a good day for Joseph. It uh, didn't seem like his dream was going to come to pass. But you know, God is not just looking at the present. God is looking at the future. And God can see further than you can see. And God can show you his way and his will and his plan. And even though it seems like you're in a pit for the moment, God can pick you up out of the pit. And even if the next move does not seem like it's a good move because you got sold into slavery, doesn't seem like things are happening and going your way according to God's plan today, but thank God He does have a plan and He can get you out of the pit and He can get you out of the hands of slavery. Praise be unto God, all things are possible with God. And especially when the favor of God is on your life, when it seems like others are restricting you, there is a place of favor that God can bring you to. God can bring you out of the present. He can bring you into the future, and He can fulfill His good pleasure and His will in and through your life. Amen? So then in the second verse, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now understand still, he's been sold as a slave to Potiphar, and he's in his master's house, and it says the Lord was with Joseph. So God's favor and the fact that God is with you is not dependent upon your surroundings, neither is it dependent upon your circumstances, neither is it dependent upon the present where it seems like you are in a servitude to another, but thank God he, he is with you and His favor is upon you. And so in this case, it says the Lord was with Joseph. And because the Lord was with him, it says that he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. In verse 3, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. 
So Potiphar recognized that the Lord was with him. Now remember, Joseph is in a strange land. Joseph is in a heathen land. He's in a land where they do not uh, normally uh, acknowledge God for who he is. But the man Potiphar recognized that the Lord was with him. And he recognized that he was blessed, that the prosperity of God was on his life. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and he made all, and that he, the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So God made him to prosper. You know, when the Lord's with you, he'll make you to prosper. He'll make you to prosper whatever you set your hand to, as long as it's right and righteous and holy and good. And it can be a blessing to others and uh, as long as it's legal and as long as God would honor it. Praise the Lord. You understand. And, and so when you're doing the right thing and you're uh, following God and you're putting your hand to something and you're laboring and you're serving and being a blessing to someone, then God's blessing is upon your life and He will prosper everything that is in your hand. The Lord made all that He did to prosper in His hand. And Joseph found grace. You know, when you're working for somebody and you are serving and what you're doing is prospering because the Lord is with you. And you don't always have to announce it. God will make it known. Especially when you're in a heathen environment or you're in a, an environment of people who are not necessarily believers in God and believers in Jesus or, or they have not uh, put their faith in Jesus for salvation. Sometimes you just got to carry yourself with the favor of God and walk out the will of God and do what you know to do and set your hand to something and God will prosper it. And when, God, when others see the prosperity of God upon your life, then favor comes to you. Not only do you have favor from God, you have favor from men or from people. And so it says that he favored him. Joseph found favor. Other translation actually amplified says favor rather than grace. He found favor in his sight and he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had he put into his hand. So he found so much favor in the sight of Pharaoh, I mean in the sight of Potiphar at this time, that he put everything under Joseph's hand and he made him the overseer. Well, obviously he had some level of trust in Joseph and he had proven himself to some degree. And so he had confidence that whatever he put in his hand, he was going to do the right thing with it, right? Now let's go on a little further. And it came to pass from the time that he, made, he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. When he put him as overseer, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. So God blessed the Egyptian who was not a believer. You understand? He blessed someone that was outside of God's covenant for Joseph's sake. So when you go to work, God's favor is on your life. When you go to your job, God's favor is on your life. And so His blessing is on you as a result of His favor on you. 
And so when you serve in your business or in your job or in the corporation or whatever you do to serve, then you're not just thinking about yourself. You want this business to prosper. But as you serve faithfully, in fact, the Bible says, if you're faithful over that which is another man's, God will give you that which is your own. He said, if you're faithful over little, God will make you what? Ruler over much. So if you'll be faithful over the little that God puts in your hands and that people uh, give you to do, if you're faithful over the little, he says, God will give you rulership over much. If you'll serve well with the little, you'll serve well with the much. If you're faithful over little, you'll be faithful over much. If you're unjust over the little, you'll be unjust over the much. So then, if you are faithful over the little, then others, people uh, who are over you and uh, who perhaps own a corporation or own the company or those who are supervisors or those who are conducting the business there, they recognize that you're faithful with what they put into your hands. And they see that uh, you prosper at what you do. Whatever you do will prosper. Whatever you set your hand to, it's successful. Now, when they recognize that, then the favor of God that is towards you also comes from them because they recognize that you can be a blessing to this company. So what do they do? They promote you. Now, we know from Proverbs that promotion doesn't come from the east and it doesn't come from the west, but promotion comes from the Lord. So then God's hand of grace and God's hand of favor is on your life. And when you're faithful, then God will give you a promotion. Now, they may think they're giving you a promotion, but really God's giving you a promotion. It's the hand of the Lord upon your life. The Lord is good. Amen. And so God's goodness and God's blessing and God's favor is raising you up to the next level. Hallelujah. Is anybody expecting that promotion is coming to your life? Hallelujah. So he found favor, found grace. And the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Verse 6. And he left all that he had in, the, in, had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not aught, that he, had, aught he had or Everything that he had, save the bread which he did eat. So Potiphar had such level of trust in Joseph that he left everything in his hand, everything that he had. He didn't even know what he had except what he would eat. Now that's a, some level of confidence that you would trust somebody to that degree. Now, even in Scripture, we see that there are requirements for, for leadership. Some of those requirements are found there in Acts chapter uh, 7. Uh, that, or uh, is it Acts chapter 6? There in Acts chapter 6, it's, it's talking about uh, people who were to be set aside to lead and to serve tables and to, and to serve the widows there. And uh, they were required to be people of honesty, honest report, full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, and full of wisdom. We know from over in uh, 
uh, Exodus where the requirements there for leadership that they were uh, not to be covetous. They were to be uh, people of the word, men of truth, hating covetousness. So uh, obviously Joseph has passed some tests. And he has uh, disclosed some of his character, and his character says that he is a man of integrity, that he is a man of honesty, he is a man who can be trusted, that you can rely upon him. And so therefore, Potiphar released into his hand everything that he owned to the point that he doesn't even know what he owned. To the point that all he cares about is that he's eating and everything's going well. His house is prospering. Everything in the field is prospering. Everything about his life is prospering. He is a blessed man and he's recognizing he's blessed very largely because of Joseph. The blessing of God. Well, I believe that God wants your life to be so favored and so blessed that you go on your job and that job gets blessed because of you. Hallelujah to Jesus. I, I, I can tell stories of testimonies of different people over the years. Uh, one I remember, they, they just said that they were not giving raises to anyone, uh, the whole corporation, and it was a large corporation. No raises were coming, and just a couple of months later, here come raises for everybody. And I remember a man saying, I believe they came through just for me. Hallelujah. And everybody got blessed because of my obedience. Praise God forever. God can bless your life. I said God can bless your life. And others get blessed because you're, you're a favorite of the Lord. Somebody say, I'm favorite of the Lord. I have favor with God and favor with men. Say it again. I have favor with God and favor with men. So he is a wise man because he's dealing with business in a way that it's succeeding. So God wants you to be wise in all of the dealings of your life. And God can give you wisdom. The blessing of the Lord was on him. In the latter part of the verse, he says, And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Goodly person and well favored. I would encourage you and urge you to be a person of character, a person of integrity, a person of honesty, and your character will be tested. Your integrity will be tested. Your honesty will be tested. And if you will pass the test, then the favor of God will rest on your life. God favors you when you do the right thing, and especially under pressure. Now, we're going to see that Joseph had a few pressure points in his life. You know he could have uh, uh, taken the pressure in the wrong way when they threw him in the pit. His attitude could have gotten very bitter and very sour, and bitter people usually don't prosper. Or if they do, they're angry at other people, and they hurt all kinds of people on the way up, right? But then Joseph maintained a good attitude when he went in the pit, and when he came out of the pit, when he was sold into slavery, he maintained a spirit of faith and he believed that God would fulfill his dream. So he gets in Potiphar's house. He's still a slave. He was bought. But yet, the favor of God was on his life. And God begins to show promotion coming to his life. Why? Because he maintained a good attitude. 
He maintained his character. He maintained honesty and maintained integrity. He didn't get so mad because they had taken advantage of him that he now is going to take advantage of somebody else. Many times hurt people hurt people. You understand? When people have been hurt by someone, they are going to take it out on others. I remember when uh, years ago my wife and I were trying to help a lady who was in prostitution here in Las Vegas. And so we were endeavoring to help her and actually took her into our home for a season. And, you know, uh, she it, it, it came out in that process of working with her and helping her that she was really hated men. Now, she would sleep with them. She'd have sex with them, but it was out of hate. Because she would, after doing that, she'd take advantage of them. She would, she would uh, steal from them and take their money and do different things to hurt them. But really, it was out of pain that she was doing what she was doing. She wasn't just doing it out of lust and desire for men. She was doing it because of her hurt and the pain of her past. And she was angry. She was mad. She was bitter. And it's not only people in those kinds of uh, cases that do the same thing. They hurt people because of their own pain. They never deal with their pain properly. They never forgive and forget. But obviously Joseph was a man who could forgive and forget and not allow bitterness to set in. But rather than allowing allowing those uh, things that were very painful, you understand, your own brother sold you into slavery. Your own brothers wanted you to be gone and done away with. But yet he forgave. And sometimes in the body of Christ, maybe your brother hurt you or your sister hurt you or someone hurt you, but you have to forgive, you have to forget, you have to let it go so that your progress can be revealed and the dream that is in your heart can be fulfilled. Hallelujah. You have to let go of the past. Paul said it this way, forgetting those things which are behind, and I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. That was a high call upon Joseph's life. But do you understand that everyone fulfills the high calling of God? Many people live and die and never fulfill their dream. Many people live and die and many people die early, an early death because they get bitter and they let that bitterness uh, swell up in their life and, and, it, and it overtakes their soul and their emotions and a little leaven leavens the whole lump. God doesn't want your life to be filled with bitter, bitterness but rather he wants you to forgive the past and let it go and believe God to fulfill the dream that God has placed in your heart. So Joseph was a man who did that. And he was a goodly man, well favored, a man of character, a man of honesty, a man of integrity. Verse 7, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said, Lie with me. Another test. Every level of your life there are tests. Your character will be, will be tested. The devil will make sure that your character is tested. And he'll try to lure you into sin. It is not always sexual sin, but it is a major problem in our society. And so here it is. This woman cast her eyes. She, 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 she wanted Joseph, and she asked him to lie with her. In verse 8, but he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not, doesn't know what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath into my hand. 
uh, here we see that Joseph refused her offer. Now that's a man of character. That's a man of integrity. That's a man who is controlling his own passions. Praise God. So he refused her offer. We know of Moses uh, that he refused to be, uh, you know, all of the uh, palace pleasures that he had. He refused to continue in that. And he chose uh, to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to uh, enjoy the pleasures in Egypt. And he left the pleasures of Egypt and he uh, was raised up as a great leader and God uh, used Moses to bring the children of Israel. This is at a later time. Now, Joseph is before, but he used Moses to bring the children of Israel out of the land of bondage in Egypt. But what happened was that he had to make some choices. He chose to do that, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures in Egypt. He chose that. We have to make right choices. And when our character is tested, and when we're in that proving time, when we're in that season where the devil is trying to hinder us and, and trying to put the pressure on us to see if we will fall prey to the adversary and to the devil. Now, in that time, you have to make right choices. And in life, if you're ever going to be a leader of any impact in your, in your uh, uh, arena, then you have to pass certain tests. You say, Pastor, I've seen people uh, become great leaders and have all kinds of lusts and all kinds of passions and do all kinds of wrong things, but you have not seen a godly leader, come on, do those things. Now, you may have seen someone who was godly at one time fall into that, and yet they sin, and then God forgave them and got them back out of that problem. Thank God for His mercy. Amen? But you don't want to fall prey to the devil. You don't want to give place to the devil, whether it's sexual lust or lust. You know, you, you know that Joseph had some temptation here because everything was in his hand. The man didn't even know what belonged to him. He didn't know everything that he had. All he was uh, uh, thinking about, he's, he gets his food and everything's going well. He's, he's well taken care of. Things are prospering. But Joseph could have taken advantage of him. There are people who, have, uh, of, who lack character who will take advantage of every opportunity that they have. And they will undermine the man of the house. In that case, they, were undermine, uh, they, they could undermine uh, Potiphar's house. But rather than being of that character and that nature, he was a man of character, integrity, and honesty. And he didn't undermine, but rather he built up. Potiphar's house. And even when Potiphar's wife is after him. Think about it. He refused her. And if we'll make right choices in life, then God can raise us up. And he will favor us because the favor of God is unrighteousness. The righteous are favored of God. He will bless the righteous and he will surround them 
Psalm says, He will encompass them or surround them with favor as with a shield. And so when you choose the right course of action and you maintain the right attitude and you maintain righteousness and holiness before God, then what happens is God releases His favor. And if He did that and you didn't maintain character and honesty and integrity, then it gives God a black eye. You understand? It hurts His name. But if You do the right thing, and the favor of God comes on you as a result, and the favor of God is on your life. Praise be unto God. What does it do? It builds up the kingdom of God. It builds up the house of God. It builds up the will of God. And God's blessing is on your life, but it's on other people's lives as well. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Verse 9. Now, he's still refusing and answering uh, This woman, there is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. And then, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So he recognized that his first answer was to God. And when your first answer is not to God, you will succumb to selfish and designing people. I say, when your first answer is not to God. In other words, you maintain integrity when no one is looking. You maintain integrity when no one else would know but you. You maintain honesty when no one else would know but you. You maintain a right attitude when nobody else knows but you. So in the secret of your own mind, in the secret of your own heart, in the secret of your own life, in the privacy of things that no one else is aware of, when you maintain your integrity, your character, and your honesty in that position, your answer is to God, and you know that God sees it all, He knows it all, and He knows the beginning and the end and all in between. So God sees the big picture, and God knows the fine details. So when you answer to God first and men second. See, his answer was first to God. He said that I would not sin against God. But obviously, in his communication, he's also maintaining character and integrity uh, toward Potiphar, isn't he? He's given everything into my hand. The only thing he's withheld from me is his own wife. So he says... I'm going to maintain integrity before Potiphar as well as before God. So then, if you will maintain that kind of character and integrity, what will occur is that God's favor will eventually rest on your life. Now, sometimes the devil will try to short-circuit your life. In other words, you do the right thing, but it seems like the wrong thing happened to you. But understand that bad things happen to good people. And sometimes devilish people can take advantage of righteous people for a time. But the end of that is not your demise. The end of of that is that God's favor is upon your life. And what the devil meant to, to destroy you, God will restore you. And God will raise you up. And his favor will be upon your life. And you can't curse what God has blessed. They tried to get the prophet in the Old Testament to curse God's people. He said, I can't curse them. God's blessing is upon them. Now, you might curse, but your words will eventually be found. 
that they are not true. Hallelujah. But if you speak blessing and curse not, then your words will bless. Praise be unto God. And God is a good God, and God will favor your life. God will not suffer you to be destroyed. Praise be unto God. Now, let's watch it in the life of Joseph. Joseph here has had this opportunity, but he refused. Verse 10, and it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day. So she didn't just do this one day. This wasn't just one little test. When she figured out he wasn't wasn't going for it. No, every day, day by day. So every day when Joseph comes into the house, he's taking care of business. He's just minding his own business. But day by day, she's trying to wear him down. It says that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. So every day he comes around, she's talking to him. Now some of you, you know you got saved out of certain situations, and what happens? Your old buddies, your old friends, they call you, especially around Super Bowl time. It's party time. Come on. Or Saturday night, they call you. It's party time. I'm going to church tomorrow. I need to get a good night's rest so I can stay awake and hear the word of the Lord. Praise be unto God. You understand. People, your old friends, want to get around you. They want to surround you, and they want to influence you to do the same things you used to do and pull you back instead of promote you and cause you to go forward. They're trying to hurt your life. Now, they don't understand what they're doing many times, but obviously there are influences that are negative that can impact your life. Or perhaps that old boyfriend, you thought you shook him. You didn't shake it hard enough. If you hold on too long, it might bite you. Remember that uh, story of the Apostle Paul. He was in, uh, in a shipwreck. Didn't seem like a good day for him. You know, he told them it's not a good day to be uh, leaving the dock, but they didn't listen to him. And he was a prisoner on the ship. I mean, Apostle of God. And he's a prisoner on the ship. And the captain didn't listen to him, and they went out, and there was a great storm. And, and then they were in 14-day storm, no, no sun or moon, no stars. It was a dark day for 14 days. But then the angel of God stood by him and said to him, no lo- there would be no loss of life if they would just stay with the ship, if they would do this and listen to him. And so now Paul, who was a prisoner on the ship, became the captain of the ship because he was favored of God. He became the captain. They were listening to him. He was calling the shots and telling them what to do. Now, that's what happened to Joseph, isn't it? God can take you from the prison to the palace, and we're going to see that in Joseph's life. But this woman, day by day, she's trying to wear him down, and sometimes your old friends are trying to wear you down. Sometimes they call you. You got caller ID. Use wisdom. Don't answer. Because it said here that Joseph hearkened not. He didn't listen to her. The voices you listen to are the voices that will influence your mind. And the voices that influence your mind are the voices that are going to control your life. 
You understand, if you listen to the wrong voice, and if you, if you pay attention to the wrong people, and you associate with the wrong people, you are destined for trouble. Trouble with a capital T. Come on. This is River City now. My wife is actually from Mason City, Iowa, which is River City. And there's trouble with a capital T when you listen to the wrong people. Amen? And so God wants you to listen to the right people. It says he hearkened not. Do you understand? If he had listened, the more you listen, the more you contemplate. The more you meditate and contemplate and more you think about, generally you will start to do what you were thinking about doing. Eventually, if you don't change your thinking, you will start to do what you were thinking about doing. So you need to surround yourself with the right influences and the right people who will speak into your life and use caller ID and shut it down. Praise be unto God. Amen. You're not obligated to return a call to a person who's calling your home you don't want to talk to. Amen. You decide who you talk to. You decide who you listen to. Blessed be God. I said you decide who you talk to. You decide who you listen to. It's your life. Amen. And you ought to first honor God and honor His Word and honor the relationships that God has given to you and listen to the right people and you'll be in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing and you'll find yourself reaping the right results. Hallelujah. Good things are happening in your life because the favor of God is on your life. Joseph did the right thing and therefore God's favor was on him. And you feel the vibes on, the, on your job by that woman that next to you or that man next to you? You need to have sense enough to shut her down. Hallelujah. Thank you. Shut him down. So you talk like this in church. If we don't talk like this in church, where are we going? Praise the Lord. You might scare somebody else. Some people need to be scared off. Or get it right one, amen? Hallelujah. Don't let her talk you down. Don't let him wear you down day after day. You know he's married. Come on. And if he's unmarried and he's trying to wear you down, don't let him do it. Thank you for three amens and two omis. All right, let's go on. Let's get off that subject. Maybe. All right, verse 11. And it came to pass about that time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. He's just taking care of his business. Little hint here. Take care of your business and your own business. And there was none of the men of the house there within. Trouble. Don't put yourself in situations that are going to lend to temptation and test. I, I train the ministers on my staff, don't be in, in, alone with a woman, even counseling or talking alone. Can't do it. You say, I'm strong. Well, she may be weak, and she may wear you down. Amen. 
You know, I've heard some stories of being, you know, and, and really women trying to take advantage of men and men trying to take advantage of women. So be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. Don't put yourself in a situation. Oh, we're just going out to lunch. What you talking about? Come on. So how do we get on all this? It's in the Bible. Praise the Lord. We ought to learn from the Bible, hadn't we? We ought to learn from men like Joseph. So don't be in the house alone. You'd rather be home alone than in the house alone with somebody that's going to cause you trouble. Amen? Verse 12. And she caught him by his garment. Man, this lady's bent. <laughs> she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand. And fled and got him out. It's a good time to get out. If there needs to be an extra door, make one. Praise the Lord. Proverbs tells us about a, 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 a harlot. He says that you're to go the other way. Don't even pass by that way. Sometimes you just need to go down another hall or take another elevator or just go another way. Praise the Lord. And then if she keeps bothering you or he keeps bothering you, just witness real good. Talk about heaven and hell. Praise the Lord. Years ago, you know, when I first came to Las Vegas, I was preaching to some guys in the Air Force. I wasn't pastoring then. I was preaching to some guys in the Air Force, and, and they, want, you know, they wanted to work. They were working swing shift, different shifts, and so they wanted me to start, and I was young and zealous. I'd preach to anybody that moved. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so they wanted to start at midnight, so we'd start the meetings at midnight, and then they'd put me in a little motel. The kind where the cars park in front of the door. You got the picture? So it was a low-budget meeting. So they'd, they'd put me there, and so I'd get there about, you know, midnight we'd start, and then they had all kinds of questions. They wanted to, me to talk to them and answer Bible questions for them. And then by the uh, 4 o'clock in the morning, here we are, they'd take me downtown, and we'd go eat a steak and eggs for $1.99. Those days are gone forever. And so... So we would go down the, uh, the way there at the Flamingo Hilton and walking down the sidewalk and the prostitutes were out early morning. Devil works in the dark. And so I passed by, we passed by a few young guys, you know, we're all young. And so there's a young lady, she was probably 20 years old, beautiful girl. I didn't look long. You got to be smart. So, but as, as we're walking by, she offers herself to us. And as I'm walking by, I hear these, uh, a sweet voice saying, it's not that expensive. I didn't turn around. I didn't have any discussion at this time. But she said, it's not that expensive. And but... But as, as those words 
came to my mind, and as, as I was listening to those words, in my heart and in my mind, I thought, yeah, it's pretty expensive. It's cost men their lives. It's cost people their families. It's cost children. It's cost grandkids. It's, it's cost a lot. It's destroyed lives. So you got to see the end of sin, not just a moment, not just a pleasure. you got to see the end of sin. Joseph obviously could look beyond what he was hearing right then. And so the next morning, some others, you know, early morning, they were still out. They drove up in the car, offered themselves to us. I didn't go over to talk. Come on. And so I made up my mind. At that time, I said, Lord, if one more prostitute approaches me, I'm going to witness and I'm going to preach the gospel. And do you know, I've been here for 25 years. Now, we've witnessed the prostitutes, but I've never, for 25 years, 25 years had one to approach me. Why? The devil's scared. It's the danger zone. It's the danger zone for the devil in your life. You need to put a danger zone around your life. The favor of God, the grace of God. Now, we've witnessed the prostitutes. We've gotten them saved. But in your life, you need to have the character, the integrity, and some kind of a grace in your life, enough, strong enough that you resist the devil, refuse the devil, refuse sin, refuse Satan, refuse the flesh, refuse the world, and say, God, I'm going to serve you, and I'm going to do the right thing, even if the wrong thing happens and I can tell you if you do the right thing the wrong thing may happen in this situation it did happen it seemed like the wrong thing happened to him because when Potiphar comes back she's got his coat and so she tells him that he came in to mock her and that he came in to lie with her and so she lied on him And so Potiphar, in his anger and in his rage, what does he do? What most men would do. This guy is still a slave. You understand? He's still. Even though he he has prospered Potiphar's house, but he messed with his wife. Now, that's a little off limits. In Potiphar's mind, you understand. And so Potiphar, in verse 20, it says, And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. At least it was a high-end prison. (laughs) And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph. And I can tell you, when you do the right thing, even though it seems like the wrong thing happened to you, the Lord is with you. I said, the Lord is with you. It says, the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So, man, if God can give you favor in prison, God can give you favor anywhere. I said, if God can give you favor in prison, God can give you favor anywhere. God give you favor on your job. God give you favor with your neighbors. God give you favor concerning that business deal. God give you favor. Everybody say favor. Favor. Hallelujah. When you do the right thing, God's hand is on you and God's favor is with you and on you and God is with you. Verse 22, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison 
And once ever they did there, he was the doer of it. Now get it. Joseph is directing the prison. Anywhere you put him, God's favor is on him. He becomes a captain, so to speak. He, come, he becomes a leader. He, he comes into a position of authority, and everything that was done, Joseph did it at his direction. Verse 23, the keeper of the prison looked not on anything that was under his hand. So, again, he still has this character. Even though he's been done wrong, even though he's been lied on, even though he's in prison for something he's not done. He's still maintaining character. The, uh, the keeper of the prison didn't even watch out for things under his hand because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So God's favor is on him. Everything he touches is prospering. Let's go again. Chapter 41. Now I'll give you a little background. Joseph interprets the dream of the butler in the prison. And he said, now remember me when you get out there. Because he was going to be restored. And so he said, remember me. But you know, he forgot. You ever had people, you did something good for somebody and they forgot about it? Well, he forgot about it. But then Pharaoh had a dream. And he called his magicians, called all his wise men, and nobody could interpret it. And so he was frustrated. Well, if you're the butler and Pharaoh's frustrated, it's not a good thing. You don't want to lose your life because he didn't have a good day. So he had some probably ulterior motive. Uh, Joseph, I remember, he helped me. So he gets Joseph. He tells Pharaoh about Joseph. Joseph is called and summoned by uh, the Pharaoh. And he comes in. He interprets the dream. The dream, basically, the interpretation is there's going to be five, uh, t- uh, seven years of uh, plenty. There would be seven years of famine. Well, God is showing them to preserve lives. And so he interprets the dream. Well, the favor was on him. Verse 38, and Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such an one as this man, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. So here, you can't keep a good man down. I'm telling you, Joseph went from the pit that his brothers threw him in. And one kind of had a little bit more heart and said, Let's, let's pull him out and sell him. They sold him into slavery. Then he's raised up in Potiphar's house. He's making the right choices. He does the right thing. He gets lied on. He's thrown in prison. He becomes the leader of the prison. Hallelujah. He goes from the prison to the palace in one day. Hallelujah. One word from God can change your life forever. So he he goes from the prison to the palace And now everybody in the whole Egyptian land is under his command. He's telling everybody what to do. 
and has the wisdom to do so. And here, praise God forever. So he directs them. They have uh, seven years of plenty. And if they had not seen ahead, they would have just consumed it up, lived high, and not realized there was a famine coming. But because of God's giving the dream and giving the interpretation, they were able to preserve the harvest and be ready for the famine when it came. And so the Egyptians were preserved. The children of Israel were preserved. Hallelujah. And Joseph had the world eating out of his hand because God's favor was upon his life. People came to him for food. Now, if God can do that for Joseph, what can God do for you? Now, God's favor and God's blessing is upon your life, not just for you alone, but his favor is on you, and his blessing is on you so that you can be a blessing. Remember that Abraham was blessed, and he said I, he was blessed to be a blessing. And so Joseph was so blessed that it blessed the whole Egyptian land. He was so blessed that it blessed the children of Israel and preserved their lives. He was so blessed, praise God, that he was willing to forget the past. In verse 51, it says, And Joseph called the name of his Firstborn Manasseh, which means forgetting, for God said he hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. He was able to forget the past. He was able to resolve those things in his own heart and in his own mind. He maintained a good attitude, praise be unto God. So he named his second child, and the name of the second called Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. So in a strange land, and you're a sojourner, and a stranger in this earth and you're passing through but while you're here God's favor is on your life and his favor is on you to do you good and your latter end is blessed and your beginning is blessed and all in between and yes you will face some tests and yes there will be some challenges at every point of your promotion but if you'll pass the test of character integrity and honesty and dignity praise be unto God and do the right thing make the right choices, associate with the right people, you'll find yourself doing the right thing with the right people at the right time, and you'll get the right results, and the blessing of God will be upon your life, and you'll forget the past, and you will remember the fruitfulness that God has given in your life. I believe my next 25 years and the next 25 years of this church will be the best years and the most fruitful years of our life. Hallelujah. So you got to have a spirit of faith and have a spirit of faith that'll make a tadpole slap a whale. Hallelujah. And glory to God. Swing out over hell on a corn stalk and spit in the devil's eye and swing back and continue to be fruitful. Hallelujah. There is a spirit of faith that will rise up on the inside of you. And when everything doesn't go your way and it looks like somebody's taking advantage of you and it looks like they may have gotten the edge, I can tell you there is a God. Hallelujah. There is a favor of God and there is a wisdom of God and there is a vision of God and there is a dream of God and you cannot lose with the stuff we use. Hallelujah. If you're on God's side. 
Amen. And in him you abide every day. God's blessing will be on your life. And you'll be ready to interpret the dream. You'll be ready to hear God's voice. You'll be ready if you'll maintain a right spirit, a right attitude, and you'll forget the things that are behind and run your race. God has a race for you to run and things for you to do and things must be done. There is a vision that must not tarry and it must come to pass and God will perform his word and he'll perform his word at last. God will fulfill his word in your life and you can be confident that God is for you, with you, in you and he will restore you and he'll keep you and he'll preserve you and you will fulfill the vision that God has for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout amen? The Bible said, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. By simply calling on Jesus, calling on His name, you can know for sure that you have a home in heaven. You can know that your sins are forgiven and that you have peace with God. Today, pray a simple prayer. Open your heart. Call on Jesus Christ and you can be saved. Would you pray this prayer along with me? Just say, Dear God, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for my sin, that He gave His life, and that You raised Him again. I acknowledge Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. If you prayed that prayer today, you are saved. God is your Father and you're His child. Today, we want to encourage you to give us a call, and we have a little book we'd like to send to you free of charge with no obligation on your part. Simply give us a call today. God bless you. Until next time. When the angel of the Lord appeared unto Mary, he said, You are highly favored. You're blessed among women. You as a believer in Jesus Christ who put your faith in him, today you are blessed. You are highly favored. We know from Psalm 5 that the scripture says that he will bless the righteous, that he will uh, encompass them or he will surround them with favor. God has a good plan for your life and he wants the best for you. Buy these two collaborative sets of four CDs or four DVDs, Blessed and Highly Favored and Living in God's Favor. Normally each price to $24 for CDs and $32 for DVDs. Order now and receive 20% off. Plus, if you order both sets, you'll receive our special combination offer of 30% off savings. Learn what it means to have God's favor with titles like Blessed and Highly Favored, Favor in Their Sight, Satisfied with Favor, and Living in God's Favor. God has an awesome plan for your life. So learn to step up and into His favor today and never look back. This is your year of favor and unlimited blessing. God's favor is for you. I encourage you today to order this series, Blessed and Highly Favored. Experience favor.